This is the Lingaholics Podcast with Cody, Marcus, and Ian, where we dive deep into conversations about the experiences and endeavors of the language learning life. On this pod, we feature a wide variety of guests and topics with nonstop passion and nonstop fun. There's no last call for Lingahol, so come on in and join the show. Estamos. All right. Hello, everyone. This is episode 30 of the Lingaholics podcast. Episode 30. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back in the podcast groove. This is Ian here. Happy to bring another pod Sunday to you from the Lingaholics. Uh, great, fun, awesome guest today. My good buddy, Josh, who I met at Langfest. He's here with us. He was on our first ever live stream with us too but this is an official episode so hello josh how's it going hey everybody i'm doing well it's it's good to i mean it's weird to hear you speaking english we don't (laughs) yeah yeah so just so the listener knows since langfest in 2019 josh and i've been in a, a group chat with our buddy arturo and it's it's not in english so this is we're me and josh are speaking a foreign language today for each other so yeah that's fun it's very strange (laughs) but it's gonna be a strange podcast but a fun one it'll be good uh so yes uh it's a fun week here uh for yo senor ringer just another work week in the language classroom it's been fun uh hanging out with uh sueco senor sueco marcus senor ¿Cómo estás, señor? ¿Dónde estás? Este el sueco está muy bien, muy, muy bien. Muy bien. Uh, I'm in Calgary right now. I'm here. I'm packing up my stuff. I'm a graduated person, um, a working person now. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to say uh, happy belated birthday to Josh. Josh, your birthday was on Wednesday. It was. And sueco, Marcus, was on Friday. So Yeah, that's right. Happy Went birthday. to happy Lake birthday. Louise, Alberta. Oh, my yeah. Birthday. Beautiful. Skiing bluebird day in lake louise five centimeters of fresh powder which is not a lot but you know i'll take it it's fun josh have you snowboarded or is this your whole never no No, (laughs) he's from arizona man he's from the day um you know we actually have um several uh ski areas in arizona Oh really? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Up it's north, very, it's right? It's very mountainous. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah, Utah. but not not where I'm from. Right. right. No, up north, you get snow in Arizona. You get pretty good snow as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think there's four or five um, ski areas there. I'm blanking on the actual name of a ski area because I'm such an expert in it. Uh, I went skiing <laughs> once. I fell Mount a lot. Lemon. That's all I remember. 
And that looks smooth. Yes, the, the southernmost. Um, they get snow like every five years, though. It's, it frequently <laughs> is not open. <laughs> They're about, more likely to get a, a wildfire than snow. What about Arizona Snowball? Yes, that's near uh, Flagstaff, I believe. I went to grad school there. Is, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's right. Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Classic place. All right. Cool. So I go, you went, did you tell about your new job or your new location? Yeah, I'm, uh-huh. I'm driving from, I'm moving to Toronto, everybody. I'm moving to Ontario, Ontario, like they said. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, um, I'm driving from Alberta. I'm driving across the continent this week coming up. So I'm going from Alberta to Ontario on the Trans-Canada Highway. Um, How long is that trip? And I realized that there's, it's only two turns. I have to turn twice to get to Ontario, to Toronto, from your house. <laughs> you don't even need Google Maps. I, Ian, Ian lives right on the Trans-Canada Highway. So I just have to do two turns. I'm on the Trans-Canada and then bam, three days <laughs> straight. Three days. That's so, so I'm really looking for So I'm, I'm going to take it as a challenge. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to work through the entire uh, Pimsler Portuguese program. See how good I can get. See if I can get B, B2 in three days. Pimsler Portuguese. At least A2. Through uh, through Josh's favorite province, uh, Saskatchewan. Is that right, Josh? <laughs> yeah. All right, Josh. Okay. What do you know about Saskatchewan? Uh, I, what I don't need to know anything about Saskatchewan. <laughs> Have you ever? What? So you haven't been to Regina? Um, no, I haven't had the pleasure, but I, I don't need to. I'm good. I'm good on Regina. Okay. What about Winnipeg? Winnipeg, Manitoba. No, I have, I have not. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I have only been to cold. Ontario, uh, Quebec, and British Columbia. Okay, okay. That's all you need. Alberta's pretty nice, too, to be honest. Yeah. At least that's part of it. Alberta. Alberta. I have yeah. been to 48 of the 50 states in the U.S. Really? Which, which, really one, which, which one are left? Which ones are left? Wisconsin and North Dakota, which I could definitely combine with a Winnipeg trip. (laughs) (laughs) In November, though, Josh, in November, you got it. Your winter cred. Oh, my God. Yeah. You can hit Regina while you're at it. That's far, though. Yeah. Well, everything there is is like 20 hours away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But that's cool, though. Mm -hmm. Manitoba is boring. Manitoba is boring, but we're gonna hear from Sweco when he's actually doing doing his road trip. So you've been to like Arkansas? I have been to Arkansas. Yes. What were you doing in Arkansas? Driving through Arkansas. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I, I feel like that's the only thing it to counts. do in Arkansas. It counts. Uh, I dr- yeah, I drove through. Um, Arkansas when I drove from Phoenix to Richmond. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Right. Are you from Phoenix? Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. I've got... So, I'm sure you've heard of the the snowbird phenomenon, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, gringo, my, my dad, the North my Gringos. Dad, what? The Northern Gringos. Yeah, my dad and my grandpa are both snowbirds. My my grandpa, my grandpa lives in Mesa, and my dad lives in Tucson. Okay. Yeah, only in the winter though. (laughs) 
Tucson is a, is a lovely city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not bad. I've I've been there actually. I when I um when I came back from China to visit uh, home, I also went down to Tucson to go visit him. Pretty nice area. I like it down there. So Josh, it, it after, is. Sorry, I was going to ask. I have to ask. Are you a sports fan? Yes, definitely. What 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 are your sports? Well, my my number one is basketball. Um, and then I, I, of course, also like American football. You kind of have to. Here. All right, so you're a Suns um, and a Cardinals fan. Are you, those are your teams? Both of those definitely. are your teams? Yeah, yes, he's, he's yeah, from absolutely. Phoenix, man. Well, what, yeah, do you think, what do you think about the Coyotes? Who? <laughs> <laughs> that's Josh doesn't go where there's ice. If there's ice, Josh. Funny enough, actually, that's one of the best places to go during the summer is to the hockey arena. Uh, I I did. I've been to a couple of hockey games there. The last one I saw was a playoff game between the Florida Panthers and the Phoenix Coyotes. And there was just something that wasn't right about that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, those Florida are two pretty good teams. Yeah. It's just, it, it, when the hockey team came to Phoenix, I think it was – Maybe around 1996 Six? or 98, yeah. something like that. They they actually came from Winnipeg, wasn't it? The, That's the, right. They escaped. Yeah. Um, we were like, what 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 the hell? Is, <laughs> why do why do we have a hockey team? You know, and and but of course it helped us join the the exclusive club of the four sports city which is important oh, here in the united that's states pretty cool. and i mean like yeah. this yeah. arguably the best the second best hockey player in the world is from arizona you know that no no i, I have <laughs> no idea yeah, so there you go now you're producing a, world we talent, stole him world-class talent so when when gretzky uh mario lemieux and and that's 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 really all oh I we know. gotta add well austin matthews now we gotta add him to the list he's sure the, oh yeah yeah that's yeah, he's, so that's he's the guy i'm favorite. talking about he's from arizona <laughs> born and raised he's my his favorite, mom is, absolutely his mom's mexican too see uh, pero él no, habla, él no habla español, lamentablemente. his mom does though his mom does see pero, i mean that. that's that's half the state yeah yeah they, they massively overinflate the the Spanish speaking statistics in the Southwest. Let me tell you. Be All right, so I feel I feel like that's a good segue to move into languages, no? Well, let's check in with Kodo, yeah. and then yes, we gotta get to the Arizona and Mexican Spanish. How you doing, Cody? Cody. Yeah, good, good. Cody, um, what's, what's new? Well, I mean, I'm in a pretty big transition phase in my life right now, right? So yeah, man. I I think um, uh, what like when I because I know like we saw each other in real life this weekend, and I saw some other friends IRL this weekend, and um, I yeah, I had to say goodbye to everyone. I had to say goodbye to you guys because I'm not gonna see you for a year. And I think today it really it's it's really hit me like those successive waves of getting hit by the realization that you're going to be doing something uh like this it's um yeah i <laughs> so i it's it's getting very real it's getting very close i mean my flight is next week so i'm 
just uh, just get ready for that mentally. I think back to, like on, back to Asia, back to Asia. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, it's all good. I think this week is gonna be pretty slow for me. It's just <laughs> just kind of waiting for my departure, essentially. I mean, I've got my I've got one week left of work on Italki, but I, I mean, like other than that, pretty much just waiting to leave. Suspense, suspense. Stop pinchando in Cochrane, no? Pinchando. Cochrane, Korea. It's exciting, man. It's exciting. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. So, language updates. All right. So, so Josh. Yeah. Your Spanish. Did you, so I, like in Arizona, how did that work for learning it? Did you learn it in school? Did you learn it amongst friends? How did uh, bueno, let, let, let me say, I am a, a later to life polyglot. Yeah, okay, I, okay, you are later. I remember you said, I'm a, a later to life polyglot. Uh, I was monolingual probably until I was about 31, and I actually learned, um, the majority of my Spanish in, in Portland, Oregon, not in, in Phoenix, Arizona, okay. uh, and from a Peruvian. But I learned, um, I mean, it, when you're in Phoenix, you just kind of pick it up some, right. some way. I mean, it's not like it just falls down on you with the sun or anything like that. And you absorb <laughs> There's it. lots of sun. Uh, yeah, but there, there's always, you know, a certain amount and there, there's certain words too that replace things even even for gringos and and everybody like um chancla for instance i didn't really know the other word <laughs> so, <laughs> you know until until i was uh, a little bit older um yeah and you just kind of pick it up there it's hard not to i mean there's sections of phoenix where where i'm from where everyone pretty much speaks spanish i i went to one elementary school and there you know there was three three classes in our grade and two of them were esl and i drove right. by there recently and they don't really bother to put the signs in english anymore which is really spanish. yeah uh but then you get a lot of people who I thought spoke Spanish, but mm-hmm. then when mm-hmm. I learned to speak Spanish and I went home and I was like, you don't speak Spanish. <laughs> so they give off the... You just, you just really overemphasize one or two words per <laughs> sentence and you uh-huh. fool the gringos, but you don't speak Spanish. That's the thing is, I, I talked about this on like two pods ago. Uh, people think their level and i'm probably guilty of this myself they probably think their language level is a lot better than it actually is i feel like that's a very common thing this is this is yeah, mostly or converse yeah. what this is mostly a thing for like um for people for electric for english speakers learning other languages no but i feel like for myself as well like i probably think that all my languages are better than that like i just feel like sometimes uh, I am a little bit overconfident in my language speaking abilities, which is fine. I think that that's actually a good thing. It's better to be overconfident than underconfident. But uh, I see that a lot in other people as well. Oh, you um, sound American now. It's like I'll learn eight eight words of another language, but I'm fluent. What? 
<laughs> it's very American swag. That's very swag. American, flaunted, flaunted. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know ten words. What? <laughs> Same. Yeah, yeah. But that's like so Tucson. So, so wait. So when that school it doesn't have any more English, so it's even because the Hispanic population is growing more and more in the states, right? So. Mm-hmm. Like, would kids be going to all Spanish schools now in Arizona? Or uh, I have mean, just, just if you happen to live somewhere where only Spanish-speaking people, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? But if it's growing and growing, right? Yeah, I mean, but it's it's sort of when it's it's growing and growing, but also it's kind of always been there. Yeah, know? that yeah, touche. Like in, in when I go to other parts of the U.S., like here in Virginia, where I live now, um, most of the people that you meet who are Latino are you know first generation immigrants, and we right. tend to where I live meet more Salvadoreños and uh, Hondurans than we hey. do you know people from Mexico. But you know I'll go I go home and people will ask. Latino people, well, how long has your family been here? Like, what do you mean, like always? <laughs> you know, right. Like seventeenth generation? Do you speak Spanish? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, there's that yeah. that uh, Tigres del Norte song where it's like, "Yo no crucé la frontera, la frontera <laughs> me cruzó." <laughs> I didn't cross. <laughs> right, like I didn't cross the border. I the love border that. Cross me. Which, yes. yeah, when you look at like historical map, like Texas, yeah. they've been there for generations. And then, you know, in uh, 2001, September 11th just ruined everything. You know, like we used to, uh-huh. we used to go across the border all the time. You know, it'd be like 2 a.m. What are you going to do? Let's go to Mexico. And um, <laughs> we would just bring back my friend's cousin. Um, and the, And he would say, Oh well, no, she doesn't have papers because <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> but then it became a big deal, you know. It, it, it's, it's, you know, down there in in Arizona, you have people who are undocumented, and yeah, we didn't really care before, you know. Right. But uh, now it's 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 a big deal, and everybody wants to build the wall. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, what, what is Biden doing though? Is Biden just a fence? Or what's is he? I mean, there's already a fence. That's the thing. <laughs> right. We're talking about oh, we're gonna build the wall. There already is a wall. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like the places where there's not a wall, the border's not flat. You know, everybody <laughs> yeah. thinks, oh, you just cross a river. That's in Texas, man. The rest of it's mountains. Right, right. Build a mountain. Yeah. It's like, have you ever seen the movie Born in East LA? I know it's it's. Ooh. It's it's older. Before your it's before your time. Yeah, sorry, man. Sorry. It's Cheech Marin. You know Cheech Marin from Cheech and Chong. Oh, um, you yeah. have to watch it. Yeah, it's it's very okay. funny. But there's basically he's from East LA and he doesn't speak Spanish and he gets deported to Mexico. <laughs> and it's, the whole movie's about him trying to get back. He doesn't even speak Spanish, 
but there's a great scene at the end where everybody tries to run across the border and outrun La Migra. And you see like this, this vista of the mountains behind you and you're, and you kind of go, okay, that's why the wall is so expensive. <laughs> it's not flat. Yeah. It's not like the beach, man. <laughs> right. Right. You need some good architects or yeah. engineers, no? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's a lot of demagoguery, no? Or are you just yeah. like stop worrying about it? You know? <laughs> yeah, you're like <laughs> people will ask me because I'm from Arizona. Well, what do you think about this gigantic caravan that's moving up to the border? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Like that's, that's a Tuesday, dude. I mean, like, <laughs> this like this is nothing new, man. <laughs> right. I mean, who? How do you think you get stuff? You you go down to Phoenix and you go to Home Depot or you know where people go to buy the. I don't even know if you all know what that is, but in Canada, but uh, Home yeah, Home Depot. Yeah, Home Depot. You got like you got like eighty dudes sitting there, day laborers. Okay, yeah. we all know that at least ninety percent of those guys are undocumented. Yeah, everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a, it's not a secret. <laughs> no secreto, yeah. No secreto. Yeah. But what would you guys do if I tried to cross your border without documents? Uh, I, I want to know. What would we do? Well, you'd have to quarantine now. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you pay for your quarantine, I'll tell you guys. Yeah, you got to pay two. No, grand. man. The government, wrong. the government was footing the bill up until recently. Like we. We'd roll, we'd roll you a red carpet out to your quarantine location. <laughs> yeah. Well, I need an adventure, so I'm, I think I might try it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I know they have that. There's this famous place up in Quebec somewhere where it's like an illegal border crossing point, but it's like it's still official because everyone, the, the Canadian government knows that everyone crosses the border there. Everyone that comes in and applies for asylum. So they've set up like a little, an official border station with like, uh, border police and everything and they just process everyone that comes over and and uh, either i don't know what they do with them they probably give them asylum i'd assume but but, but yeah, it's like a famous there's own... like a vice episode on it yeah we have our own like migrant workers as well actually one of my Seasonal taxi drivers workers. in toronto last year he did that he 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 um he got in trouble with the u.s immigration so he just came up to canada and uh they just gave him everything papers and everything but no Josh, you, you have enough French. You could pull off, especially if you entered through Quebec. That could probably help. See, c'est très bon. <laughs> definitely do that. Uh, you know, I, I only drove across the border of, of Canada one time. And I was in, um, I was in Detroit uh, on, on a, a, tr- a trip for vacation because for some reason I decided Detroit was a good destination. And I drove over like to, Detroit. Yeah. I love Detroit. I absolutely love, De- flipping love Detroit. And yeah. I drove from Detroit to Windsor, which is Canada's oh, yeah. Detroit, I think. Right. Right. It, yeah. it, it looked like Detroit. There was basically no difference. And um, the, the border, the Canadian border guard, he said, so let me get this straight, sir. You came on vacation to Detroit. <laughs> And I said, yes, yes, sir. That's what happened. Uh, And you're coming here to Windsor. Also on vacation. 
Yeah. Something and special. Like, was and and why? I was just like, I, you know, just coming to Wentz, never been here before. Um, and he said, uh, oh, okay, sir, you, you, you have a nice time in Windsor. No, no tourist pamphlet or <laughs> reading? Or... Yeah. I, I mean, eventually I found an open restaurant. Hey, there we go. There we go. Yeah. But I mean, and you guys lie. And I was very disappointed when I went to Windsor. It was the first time I had gone to Ontario and I just went there because I hadn't been to Ontario. And we're told in the United States that Canada is wonderful. You know, like I was expecting my immigrant dream of streets paved with gold and just people coming up and being so friendly and, and like singing birds and all that shit. And you lied. Windsor That's was so, no, no, no. Did it's we so politely lie true. though? But we you did you did you did go to the worst part of the country though, to be fair. Yes, but I have been told that there's no bad parts of Canada and and and, and you lie. Just hey, we're the, we're not the ones that told you that. <laughs> yeah, those are other Americans that have this picture of Canada our, being like a utopia. Our propaganda is strong. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that we got, works. We got you to cross. We got you to cross. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna come. I'm with without papers. Just illegally. I need an adventure. <laughs> you'd probably be, you'd probably be treated fine. I assume, but <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah. but, I'm gonna do um, British Columbia though, because it's a, a little bit warmer. You want to know a funny thing on the Canadian Immigration Services, like on their website, they specifically have like a notice that says that Americans are not allowed to apply for asylum. Like a spe- specifically for Americans, <laughs> like when you apply for a for a Canadian visa or whatever, it says if you're American, you are not allowed to, or your your application will be immediately disqualified if you apply for asylum. <laughs> That's discrimination. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people probably do it. That exception, but it's like after every election in the status. U.S. In oh, a- yeah. after every election in the U.S., both. Or like all, all Democrats, if the Democrats lose, they said they're going to move to Canada. And if the Republicans lose, they say they're going to move to Mexico. <laughs> well, yeah, usually we will we'll all, yeah, we'll all say Canada and we're lying. You know, <laughs> nobody, nobody See, knows. you guys lied too. Yeah. Lied yeah, too. but we have that <laughs> reputation. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, we carry guns and lie. You guys aren't supposed to do that. You're supposed to be, you know, like pure as snow. I was very disappointed yeah. by you Canadians. I, I have to be. What's well, better in Alberta? Desolé, desolé. Yeah. Hey, someone, someone actually got me a free. A random stranger got me a free Tim Hortons tonight. Josh, did you had tried Tim's when you were here? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's we we have some of them in New York. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I like, have seen like you would out. never go to a Dunkin' Donuts drive-through and have the car in front of you buy for your coffee. That would never happen. Maybe, maybe not. Never. <laughs> uh, unless I try to prove you wrong and just go and do it. <laughs> All right, let's see. <laughs> yeah, that's a challenge. <laughs> that's a lingaholic's <laughs> challenge. <laughs> No, I'm too cheap for that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Josh, you're Spanish. You learned in uh-huh. Portland? 
in Portland. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Most of it. Portland. I actually lived in. I lived in in Portland for for nine years. Um, right. Okay. Uh, it, Portland actually. Portlandia is not Portland. It's it's one part of Portland. Okay. That's a yeah. Fact. There 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 is actually a, a quite a substantial and, and vibrant Latino community in Portland. I feel like. Isn't every state have a few Latinos though? Like, have you like? Yeah, not like, Vermont. Even, not Vermont, man. Vermont is okay, white okay. people from Connecticut. <laughs> even one or two live in West Virginia. I don't know why, but they do. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, because I was when I went last year to the Prince Royce concert in Spokane. Royce? I mean, Prince Royce, yeah. Royce, yeah, and like there was quite a few Latinos there, and like uh, yeah, obviously, isn't that like the main group of people that would go and see Prince Royce? Of course, <laughs> but they must have been driving, <laughs> like me. Maybe they drove, or like Washington State. Washington State's pretty big, but I'm like, hell yeah, this is like a northern state, and I bet there are like lots of Latinos. I bet there are like there's more yeah. Latinos in Washington State than you would think there are. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's just everyone like, there was probably a Latino, and then some Spanish me. teacher from Strathmore, Alberta, <laughs> <Yeah>. doing a <laughs> field studies investigation. <laughs> I gotta have some cred. Hey, kids, we're gonna talk about Latin music, and I've actually been to a Latin concert. So, Prince Royce, but it was Royce, yeah, it was Royce. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I gotta, I, I gotta get what I, I mean eight hour drive still just to go see Royce. So, um, worth it way worth, totally worth it. Totally worth it. And it was like right before COVID too. So, uh, it was like the last hurrah before the apocalypse. So yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, okay. So Josh Spanish, what else is on your language plate or where did it go from Spanish? Your you're language later, portfolio. A later to life polyglot, which I like. I like that because uh, I think there's a myth that you you got to be young, spry, sueco to learn languages, but you can be old. <laughs> yes, you you can be old and be uh, raised in a completely monolingual uh, uh-huh. family. I have. Yeah. I think I have one family member who speaks another language, and that's it, other yeah. than me. Um, so I went from Spanish to my next natural sort of leaping point was French, uh-huh. and then from there, I decided for a reason that I don't remember uh, to study Turkish. Um, right. So French to turkish yeah and i'm i'm probably uh what, what you guys like to call b whatever in in turkish that it's it's meaning the designation is meaningless to us um, <laughs> are you guys no, allowed it's to use are you guys allowed to use european things like that no 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 <laughs> unless not unless you want to lose um street cred yeah which very important but I think that that too is for you know people who did uh, languages and all that in in college and yeah. um, you know I I did my study abroad when I was thirty five so it was, it was a little bit a little bit different road um, and Turkish is sort of my I I keep 
I keep putting it on the back burner for other things. Uh-huh. Um, my main thing uh, lately has been uh, Swahili. Right. And I, yeah. I sort of have this uh, every every continent sort of yeah. in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell our listeners what, what is that your every continent goal? Yeah, I, I just I want to learn um, a language that sort of originates on on every continent, uh-huh. uh, or is widely spoken on every every continent. Um, Swahili was very natural for me. I I know a lot of people who speak it here. Yeah, um, yeah. speak Swahili. Um, it's also just a very fun language. And then when I before I went to Japan, I said, well, let me pick up just a little bit of Japanese. Uh-huh. And I was only going to do like a hundred words or whatever, but then I just kept studying it. And I really, I, I, this, this is kind of who I am. I do things and I don't really know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's a few language learners I think, but I like the every continent part. What about Antarctica? Is that a continent? Well, I, I am. I need to find a, a penguin tutor on my talkie. <laughs> yeah. I have well, as, Cody's, yeah, Cody's leaving I talkie soon, so there might be a vacancy. So yeah. You can go hit up Club Penguin. Yeah. Right. Club Penguino. Um, and I also picked up uh, Brazilian Portuguese, and I said specifically Brazilian Portuguese. <laughs> that is the oh. that is the designation of anything and everything that I've ever studied in Portuguese was Brazilian Portuguese. <laughs> um, and uh, there was a before I went to Japan for the the Polyglot Conference last year, yeah. there was this big push to learn Asian languages. Yeah. And I had already picked up a little bit of Japanese, but you know I'm. I'm just, you know, on the, uh, I'm getting older and there's only so much brain st- cells left. And I'm like, I can't, I don't have time to learn a new alphabet, man. I just can't do it. Three alphabets. Three alphabets. hiragana, katana. So, I mean, I speak a good bit of Japanese, but I'm functionally illiterate. And I'm going to admit that right now. And I don't intend to be unilliterate, if that's a word. So, oh <laughs> For this, for this reason and this reason alone, I randomly decided that I was going to study Indonesian. Oh, that's a little different, though, isn't it? Like, it, it is a little different. It, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's easier. Um, the grammatical structure is almost identical to English. Uh, yeah. And of course, it's written in, in a Latin alphabet. And to me, I just sort of... Even if I'm very random with language, I will always sort of fall in love with its language and its culture. Um, And I just, I really love Indonesian. It's so, you know, people talk about how harsh German is. And (laughs) Indonesian is exactly the opposite. It's like so sunny. You hear Indonesian and you just said the sun is coming out. (laughs) Happy times happy times all everything's good and it's so underrated as a language i mean it's it's almost identical also to um, malaysian indonesian indonesian is really just a dialect of the malaysian language it's spoken by almost 300 million people and like almost nobody learns it yeah 
so Josh, my question right now is why is it so simple? First of all, why is it a Latin alphabet and why is it grammatically similar to English? Is there his historical context for that? Not, the grammatic similarity, no, not really. It's just kind of that's the way it is, <laughs> you know. Um, the Latin alphabet, I think, it was introduced probably from the the the, the colonizers, the Dutch, and yeah. Indonesia has so many different languages that when they decided that they needed this national language, they really just went and picked one and decided this is gonna be our national language. This is in the forties. And um, it's really kind of a simplified form. And I think that it just became accessible to everybody, but it's, it's really a wonderful language. I, I actually, you know, if, if they say, you know, Joshua, for whatever reason, you random dude in the United States, pick the lingua franca for the entire world that's easy to learn. I would not say Esperanto. <laughs> I would oh, say Indonesian. Because we <laughs> we've talked about Esperanto. Yeah. And... <laughs> okay, okay, two things. Okay, so yes, I've also heard and read that a lot, plenty. Like uh, the easiest human language possibly could be Indonesian. Um. So then, so that begs the question, yeah, if it's not going to be Esperanto, not natural language, <laughs> then, then maybe Indonesian's the next like, front runner. Don't say that to Esperantistas. <laughs> I mean, and, don't and don't God, say that to Ian, one. Like, I'm becoming one. Like I, um, well, yeah, we've, we've talked about this before. Um, and I don't mean to make fun of Esperanto, except that I make fun of everything. It's just who I am. Yeah. Um, but I accepted like one random Facebook friend who spoke Esperanto. And then all of a sudden I had like 200 friend requests and they <gasps> were like instant messaging me. Esperanto, Esperanto? sure. And like, I don't, dude, I don't, I don't speak Esperanto. <laughs> but you can. It's, it's not really on my it's not really on my radar because I only have so much life left, you know. Dude, that's a weekend. Like Cody was able to, like from an hour of just like playing around with it, he was able to work up like a like a sense of the language that he was like forming structures. Yeah, man, it's true. Mi parolas esperanto. Mi parolas mi, mi parolas ankaŭ esperanton. They tre bona. I mean, <laughs> bona. Eh, yeah, but like, I got a kid. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> life, Teach life, the kid Esperanto. Life happens. Life and happens. No, no. It, actually, he he is already learning um, Spanish. I've been talking to him in Spanish since he was very little, and uh, Japanese. Um, oh, Jap yeah. He's doing Japanese now too. He is. We're kind of learning it together. He he likes anime, and actually, yeah. you can't see this now, but um, my Bluetooth headphones weren't working, so these are my son's um, Pikachu headphones. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, look even better on the video because he sort of likes you know all all things Japan. So I, I thought sick. it would be a cool thing. Let's let's learn some Japanese together. That's a uh, sick father-son activity. Yeah, that's a really it. cool. That's a really cool idea. I like that. Something for you, yeah. Ian. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna do Esperanto for Esperanto. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, you I'll know, name my, I'll name my kid Hope too, just to like you know. 
That's Esperanto. <laughs> yeah. Esperar. <laughs> the, the Esperanto Tistas, man, they are um they're strong. They're they <laughs> they will convert you. Oh, and I think they've already gotten to you, Ian. <laughs> yes. we, we might have to do some deprogramming. Like this dude was asking me, hey, do you want to go to the World Esperanto Congress? And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. In Why your favorite city. In your city. I mean, I will go to Montreal in a minute for anything, except <laughs> Esperanto right now, Congress. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I would go. Okay. Well, there we go. Perfect. I would probably be in the back of the, the talks <laughs> passing memes to people. Um, but Okay. sending you know instant messages but yeah no it's uh yeah i mean okay so like indonesian simplicity because i do, is this true for indonesian you just say like anak anak would be like children mm-hmm. like like anak just child say anak, anak. just say it twice like that is pretty just brilliant say it twice yep for a plural and that's yep. that's it really yeah yeah that's so interesting yeah. yeah yeah and i mean i'm i'm not uh, indonesian is is probably i would say like my seventh most spoken language at this point in my life i'm not fluent by any means but it's uh up a fair amount and it's it's really good and you don't conjugate the verbs at all so is it like chinese in that sense then koto because isn't that chinese you don't conjugate? yeah yeah chinese is like that you don't do any conjugations with, with verbs in chinese and like, I know, so Marcus, you were saying earlier, like you were confused as how Indonesian grammar could be similar to English. I, I wouldn't really say that has any kind of historical influence. That's, that's just a matter of coincidence. Like ver- like subject, object, verb? Or subject, verb? Yeah. For the record, I wasn't confused. I was, I was inquiring about the possibility of that uh-huh. there being a historical connection. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, but it makes sense that you can only have so many like word, gra- grammatical word orders. Yeah, so it, for instance, you would say in English, I, I read a book in Indonesian, Saya Membaca Buku. I literally, I, Saya, read Membaca Buku. So the inf- it's just the infinitive, there's no conjugation. Correct. Um, it, but of course, you need the pronouns. Right, okay. Very, very okay. important. And to say something in the future, it's just like a word in front of the verb and the same with the past. But it's obviously not a coincidence that book and buku are the same, or, or that buku is the word for book. Yeah, I mean, Indonesian, I mean, like any language, especially mm-hmm. when you have languages from island nations that have a lot of contact with a lot of other people. Of course, they're very close to Singapore uh, yeah. as well, so there's a lot of influence there. Um, it, it's interesting because I have never studied Arabic really at all to any level, but... Um, mm-hmm. I will see similarities, especially between Turkish and Swahili in vocabulary, and then sometimes between Turkish or, and or Swahili and Indonesian. And I will just right. sort of know that that all comes from Arabic because they haven't had any contact with each other. Turkish has not heavily uh, influenced Swahili at all, but Arabic has influenced both of them. So. And that was, that was the Arab ex- like ex- expansion, right? When they... Yes. That's why you have like 
like that's why there's a billion Muslims in the world because it goes all the way from Indonesia to Africa. Yeah, and Indonesia is the you know the most populated. Um, I, I think it's the most populated. I think, yeah, uh, majority yeah. Muslim country. Majority Muslim country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so Josh, how do you say book in Swahili? Because I know that I think I've heard that example, kitab in Arabic, and then I think it's it's yeah it's it's actually in Turkish is kitab and kitab, in uh, yeah. Swahili is kitabu. Right. Yeah. So that's always a fun example, but that's like, so I was, I've been doing these, uh, five words, five words a day dabbles in different languages. And I was doing Tagalog this morning, like five words. And like, cause the Nerd. Spanish, the Spanish were in Fil the Philippines for 300 years. Right. So that's why, uh, like, uh, puede, puede was, uh, like a verb in, in, uh, Tagalog. And then, like, como estas, como esta. So, 300 years, those languages leave their mark. Fine. Colonialism, man. Colonialism. <laughs> Spread the language love. Save the languages. Save the languages. Save the languages. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Where did you study abroad when you were 35? Turkey? Guatemala. Oh, right. Okay. Guatemala. Mm -hmm. right. I lived there for a couple of months. Guatemala. And then any other adventures in Latin America? What's your, oh, yeah. Your cousin. Wait, who's your cousin? You tell Che. <laughs> the Che. Yeah, che, che Guevara. My cousin, yeah. which is a very close relative. He's pretty famous, hey? <laughs> He's on a few t-shirts. He's no, pretty famous. Yeah, he um he he is a a, a distant cousin. Um, <laughs> you ever meet him? Of course, oh, that is not. Uh, no, I'm not that old. He died in like the 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 67. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Josh was there with him when the CIA took him down in Bolivia. Right. Oh, but you know, Che Guevara is is not the man's actual name. He his no, father his father's was irish and his actual right. last name was lynch and he and uh one of my i don't know my great great grandmother or something were first cousins right okay because yeah like argentina had immigrants from everywhere too like i know argentina yeah, oh yeah a big ukrainian community in argentina as and well. Croatian, actually, I was I was reading or watching something. I'm a I'm a nerd too, but nice. about the Croatian community in Ushuaia or something like way down at the bottom of Argentina. Yeah, yeah, it's because they uh, like that's when people were like leaving Europe, fleeing Europe. They're like lots went up north, the other half down south. Yeah, it's like. Oh yeah, I got it. okay. A trivia question for all you guys outside of Japan: Do you guys know where the next biggest Japanese population is? I think it's like two Sao Paulo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you That's serious? Wild, yeah, man, in Brazil. Mm -hmm. I think it's two million, if I'm not mistaken. In, yeah, in Sao Paulo. Yeah, there's a large Japanese community in Sao Paulo. Yeah, uh, and I know that through Netflix. Oh, which show? Or which Spectros? Okay. It's a Brazilian Portuguese show. What's uh 
What have you been watching for language Netflix? Because you usually have a new show that you're watching. Spectral. Oh, What's the I'm, other one? There's another popular one from Brazil too, no? Uh, the tres, tres por ciento is probably the most. Well oh known. yeah, 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 yeah. The three person, oh. yeah, which uh, which I I loved. Um, oh, Escolido, the the chosen one, uh, is, is pretty popular as well. Um, and I watch yeah. a lot of French. Uh, I've been watching some French stuff. Um, from uh, Senegal, actually. Oh, there's that movie. No, um, is it a show or a movie? Yeah, there's a show that I'm, I've been watching recently called uh, Sako and Mangani, and it's about these two. Um, it's basically lethal, lethal weapon with a slightly <laughs> supernatural tint in yeah, Senegal. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, I forget. There's, I think there's a movie too of Senegalese. Uh, it's like, well, I, I don't know. I think the movie's filmed in Wolof, not in mm. French. Oh, this one's in French though. Yeah, it's in French, but there there is a there's a, a bit of Wolof in it actually. Uh huh. Wolof, Wolof, right? Okay. Um. Okay. So your African language. I've been telling the guys that. So Swahili. Where's this in your rankings of languages? Uh, proficiency. Or dedication, focus. Uh, uh dedication, focus. Right now, it's, it's number one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You've been doing it for a while. Yeah, and I, I'm actually working with um, a tutor on it, and uh, I work with a, a tutor from Kenya. Um, he's a university student, and this this is so me because you know I try to act like I'm mean and tough, but I'm not at all. <laughs> and I think the reason that I work so much on it is because like he needs some money, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> You want to be three times a week? Okay. You're doing three like, times a week? Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's good. Is that italki? Um, it, it, it used to be. <laughs> right. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we made an arrangement. <clears throat> yeah. Take, take That's what I've, I've done that with a couple of my tutors as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and I also I I do know a lot of a, a lot of people because I do some um, some volunteer work with the refugee community here uh, where I live, and it's it's almost uh, all Congolese, and right. a lot of the Congolese do speak Swahili as a second or third language um, because polyglotism in in sub-saharan africa is is really phenomenal i've never met someone from sub-saharan africa who was a monolingual person never not once it's almost impossible out there right to be monolingual yeah i guess it depends where you live it probably i mean easier maybe in senegal because most people speak french but even there most people will speak french and what's um, what's usually the main language in congo because it's not french well, it is it, 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 it is, is in in western congo there's a lot of french it's french or lingala french yeah lingala that's what it is does everyone speak then, lingala? Uh, or would be swahili well in, in um in the Western Congo, people in the Western half of the Congo, people would tend to speak Lingala and then French uh, okay. as their sort of lingua franca. And in the Eastern Congo, people speak 
different languages um and then uh-huh. but swahili is more spoken as the the lingua franca and so uh-huh. like i a lot of people speak swahili in that area but not as their first language very few people speak it as their first language something, something like maybe five million but it's spoken by over a hundred million people as a second language did you ever go there josh no not 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 yet not yet that's that's my next place I, uh, the, the COVID, uh, situation now has, has allowed me to communicate a lot of, uh, to accumulate, excuse me, a lot of airline miles. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those I, don't I, expire. I, they don't expire. So Nairobi is definitely number one on my, on my list at this point. Nice. That's cool. You're what about the Congo? The DRC? It, no, it's, it, it's really not. A safe place to go and yeah, to travel at this say. point. Yeah, but would you? Because Tanzania is that all? Tanzania. Sorry, sorry. Tanzania. Tanzania uh, is actually the most Swahili speaking. That region. is the most. Um, is that like percentage wise or population wise? It's like everyone in in Tanzania. Is Tan- much Tanzania. Um, right. Because they're they were more. Um, they they more wanted their lingua franca of the country to not be a colonizing European language. So they chose Swahili. In Kenya, most people do speak Swahili, but a lot of people also speak English, as well as tribal languages. So you, you would have people who are, you know, who speak three languages. It's the norm. Right. Was Tanzania... Uh... Were they colonized by English, right? Okay, German then... first. And... German and then, and then English. Right, because then Mozambique is Portuguese. Angola, yes. Portuguese. Right, Portuguese. That's, okay, mm-hmm. at the edges there. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because, yeah. yeah, when my buddy hiked Mount Kilimanjaro in Zania, like his whole crew, Swahili speakers... And when they were climbing him up the mountain, they were like singing to him the whole time in Swahili. I was like, that sounds amazing. What, what was Rhodesia? Was that Zimbabwe? Yes. Yeah, I yeah, think so. Yes. They, they were English. Right? Yeah, that was super English. And then Mugabe took over. Uh, yeah, there. right. Yes. To Mugabe. Yeah. I think mm. they speak uh, more Setswana. Um, Right. Another. I'm not. I'm actually not sure what they speak. I know it's a Bantu language. Most most of them in that area, like Swahili, are, are Bantu languages. So they're all sort of interrelated. So would uh, Kenya, Rwanda, be Bantu? Kenya, Rwanda. Yes. Kenya, Rwanda. Sorry, Kenya, Rwanda. Mm-hmm. Kenya, Rwanda. Yeah, I actually tried to learn um, a little bit of Kenya, Rwanda. Uh, most of the people that I that I know here who speaks Swahili, they were in refugee camps for a long time in Rwanda before coming to the United States. So especially the children, Kenya Rwanda is their first language. Oh, wow. Because they were there that long that mm-hmm. they're breaking it up. Yes, some of them were, were actually born there and spent their entire lives there before coming to the United States. Yeah. And Uganda is Swahili as well, I believe? 
Uh, yeah, the the southern the southern part speaks Swahili. Yeah, the the whole of you know East Africa, even you know stretching down into Mozambique. Uh, right. The coast, even right. in, in southern Somalia, speaks Swahili. How close is Lingala from Swahili? How similar are they? Not is very. L- is Lingala Bantu? Though? Yeah. It yeah, is. It, it is. Um, Swahili is sort of unique among Bantu. It's very Bantu in structure and the vocabulary. Uh-huh. I mean, the grammar is very, very Bantu, but the the vocabulary and a lot of the words come from Aramaic. So it, uh-huh. it tends to be a little bit different from a lot of the other Bantu languages. But it's the most, it, quite frankly, it's the most ex- accessible. Oh yeah, and I think in terms of resources too. And even even Swahili, even Swahili, it's not. I mean, it's not like finding European languages or broadly spoken Asian languages. You even go to Pimsleur, and all you can find is level one Swahili. You go to Memrise, it's level one Swahili. It doesn't go. It doesn't go beyond that. So level one Pimsleur is that thirty hours then or ten? something like that yeah Uh, right exactly it's not like super profound what about which one is the clicking language is that host host yeah and that's uh that's not that's not that's not bantu it's not bantu Mm -hmm. yeah because it's clicking it's got to be its own thing if it's clicking i think it's um from it's from another language family i'm not i'm not terribly familiar with uh, our friend david who we met at langfest he gave an entire talk on the 14 clicks of mm-hmm. yes <laughs> we were all like trying to do them and he's like literally i think the whitest guy this, this side <laughs> of someone who's albino yeah he's <laughs> sherbrooke quebec shout out david yeah he's he's awesome wow, that, that dude is really cool yeah and he just like yeah i just started watching some videos on youtube one day and then i was clicking away and next was... thing i knew i was speaking hosa i was clicking my way so yeah, language is weird you just you just decide one day for whatever reason to do something and then you just yeah that's how we got into it yeah like youtube and um but a language like that like that's nelson mandela's mother tongue like Cool. He speaks. He speaks Hosa, or Shosa, or whatever. Not to be confused with Hausa. Oh, Hausa. That's Nigeria. Nigeria, right? Western Africa. Yeah, yeah, Nigeria. Because I believe the like and the terrorist, the terrorist yeah. group Boko Haram. I believe that's a Hausa name, if I'm not mistaken. Being, uh, forbidden. Nor- Northern Nigeria. Yeah. Northern Nigeria. Thank you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. I used to work with a bunch of house of speakers um, years ago. Um, funny, just hilarious people. <laughs> yeah. That I, I mean, I'm not saying everyone who speaks house is hilarious, but these these particular <laughs> people that I knew were we we had a we had a good time. Yeah, because up there, like you got Hausa, you got Wolof in Senegal. Uh, What's, there's the one in Ghana. Pimsleur has a course for that one. Twee, I think it's called. It, it is. Uh, yeah, because there's another one that's in more in Rwanda, I think. It's 
Twa. One is Twa and one is Twee. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't remember. I've never seen like um, Timsler had that. I was like, whoa. But there's also Ga. Is that Nigeria? No, it's it, it's it's in Ghana. I actually have a I have a oh. friend who um he's he's Ghanaian uh and he runs a, a university in in Ghana and I know he's his uh, he speaks he speaks Ga in English. Yeah. They all speak English pretty much in Ghana too. So like, incredibly linguistically diverse though. Oh, it's yeah, and that's what I mean. Like on memorize and sites. Like I saw Mark, sometimes I feel like it's just a success to find a decent resource on some of these languages, let alone actually learn them because in anything beyond basic is is harder. It's harder yeah. to find. And I think that's where you just need to find a tutor, suck it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. Um all right. Then so the Polyglot Conference in Japan. Tell us about that because I've only watched videos. Uh, Mr. Cody here, he's got plans. He's got Japan and Japanese ambitions after. Uh, like, what were your impressions of Japan and like the Polyglot Conference? That was my second Polyglot Conference. Uh, I went in uh, Ljubljana, Slovenia. Oh, right. Yeah. Did you speak at Slovenia? No, in Japan, I did. Yeah, in Japan, you did. Okay. Mm-hmm. In Japan, I did. Um, Japan, Japan is so interesting. Uh, it's my overall impression of it is is sort of. I always felt like I was doing something wrong because there's so many <laughs> there's so many unwritten rules in Japan, and it was sort of like, okay, don't stand there. Like where? Stand over over you- here. <laughs> and I, I didn't know. Um, but the the food in Japan is really great. Um, uh-huh. I especially like Japanese sweets. And Japanese Seven Eleven is just you you can't you can't beat it. Um, the Polyglot Conference itself is it, it's just a it's just an experience that especially myself being in a later to life polyglot, I didn't have any any really concept any concept of what that was you know, until a couple uh-huh. of years ago. And then you get around these people who are completely nerdy in the exact same way that you are. And you're <laughs> like, oh my God, I, I feel like I've known you my whole life. This lost um, tribe. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, it, just like with, with Langfest, you go to the the talks and the talks are great. And, yeah. you know, I, I gave one myself, but it's it's really the the contact with the people that that you meet and you just meet some really incredible people i will say like a quarter of the people are what i would call snobby glots (laughs) we've talked about this term (laughs) they'll just they'll just like look at your name tag and try to size up whether or not you're worth talking to based upon the languages (laughs) that you speak but oh you only speak romance languages (laughs) (laughs) you're only romantic but um most of the people that you meet are just really, uh, really cool people. And J- Japan was really interesting because you had so many people from all around Asia. Uh-huh, uh, so it's yeah. a very different, different sort of flair and demographic than than what I saw in um, in Ljubljana. Right, but some yeah. of the same people. And that's probably got to be like part of like Richard Simcott's logic 
for having it in different places. Beyonce, sorry. Yes. (laughs) He is the, I agree with Josh. So Josh calls Richard Simcott the Beyonce of the language learning world. (laughs) Why? And he absolutely knows that I call him Beyonce and (laughs) told him that. (laughs) Why? Because he's a rock star, man. Because he's just like the Beyonce. He's like the most famous known, just like polyglot dude. He's like on level in the polyglot world with Beyonce. I see people all the time who like their Facebook photos will be with Richard Simcott. It's like, yeah, it's like having one with Beyonce. So I'm like, oh, you're Beyonce, you know, so famous. So what's so Luca Lampariello? He's got to be uh. Like Kanye or is he? Yeah, I, no. I don't, I, I don't know him. I would okay, never, okay. Really? he's pretty popular too. He's popular too. Yeah, I, I've just, I've personally not, never met him. Uh, what's the other guy, Alex? Uh, oh, Rawlings. Yeah, Alex Rawlings. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's super famous. Yeah, I mean, he's not, he's he's not written, bigger than Luca though. He's written quite a few books, and then yeah, of course there's Alex... uh, Judith Meyer. Oops. Yeah, she speaks. How how old is Alex Rawlings? Because he seems to be young. Uh, he's younger than me, I'm sure. Yeah, he's probably around thirty, maybe. early thirties, maybe. Yeah, yeah, he's he looks like a young dude. <laughs> and, so, you know, um, Tetsu, he's he's getting up there too. And in, in Tetsu, yeah, that's the yeah, he's uh, a legend. Holy God, parent guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. but so Josh was approachable. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, totally. Um, I don't think at Langfest, I didn't get the huge snobby glot vibe from many people, like barely. Any. No, no, not at not at Langfest. To to be honest, I I, I got the impression much more in uh, in Ljubljana than I did anywhere else. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Europeans. Um, yeah. So wait, how? So when you're talking to your son, is it only in Spanish, or is it a mix? Like for your polyglot parenting, or <laughs> did you just say Spanish parenting or whatever? Well, it's if for me it's very interesting because I I tried from the very beginning to raise him bilingually in Spanish, but um, my son was uh, very delayed in his speech. He didn't really speak till he was three and a half. Um, he has autism, so mm-hmm. I had to really back off of that goal with him for a while and just have sort of introduced it again. Um, okay. So it's sort of trying to read. And he gets really frustrated sometimes with it. So we've been reintroducing. Okay. So that's, it's just a whole other level. um, Yeah. Interaction. Yeah, no. Okay. It's, yeah, it's because Tetsu's got his whole like one parent, one language thing. And he does. Yes. And and I know a lot of people who did that. And Tetsu, they speak like five languages. In the yeah, house. it's wild. Yeah. And if if you've ever gone to his talk, and and when I was in Japan, I didn't I didn't go to his talk because I'm like I already I've, I've seen Tetsu's talk. Yeah. Um. And it's sort of you know he he's a he's a great speaker and his content is wonderful. But you know that you'll have three three talks at the same time so i yeah, want to go to the people pick. who i haven't seen before uh, but he mm-hmm. he speaks um what was interesting was people asked him what do your kids speak to each other mm, and he right. said japanese oh okay 
but you know of course he speak they speak french because he lives in montreal um japanese mandarin yeah uh, so is there a reason why his kids i guess like i wonder why they speak japanese to each other i think um his wife is japanese right and I believe one of his parents, if I'm remembering right, is Japanese as well. So okay. uh, that that Makes might sense. be why. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, did you meet Jaunty, Josh, at Langfest? Jaunty. Oh, I, Langfest? I I did, but I got to know Jaunty a lot better at, in in Japan. Ah, okay. He, he gave uh-huh. um, a talk on circassian, and actually, he came to my talk, so it was nice to have the interaction with Jaunty. Because his is interesting too with his kids in Circassian, which like that is my pretty minority, you know, for um, like languages. Oh, yeah. And I, oh, yeah, I think I his kids speak in Circassian to each other, if I'm not mistaken, like his younger kids. Yeah, it's, it's just fascinating with, with kids, you know, that what yeah. they pick up. I read about a kid who uh, his dad tried to raise him bilingual and Klingon in English. <laughs> okay okay what would you learn first esperanto or klingon esperanto okay (laughs) there we go i knew something would push you to it oh my gosh you know and i don't want to i don't want to come off as anti-esperanto even though i make fun of it it's just who i am it's what i do you know i i i I'm okay with coming off as anti-Klingon. <laughs> Why? What are you doing? Come on. It's got its own Duolingo course. <laughs> its own alphabet. Right. They came out with Klingon before Latin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before Arabic, they came out with Klingon Duolingo. This tells you who creates Duolingo courses. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> why what are you doing with yourself if you're learning Klingon? like what what is your life like what? i i met a guy um well uh, not maybe the guy you're thinking of josh but in a in a <laughs> um in, in bratislava there was a guy he was riffing in in uh in klingon in front of everybody no shame no no embarrassment i wonder if it's the if it's the guy that i you know i'm i'm i don't know him but i know a lot of people who know this guy who yeah. actually makes um uh-huh. part of his living teaching klingon <laughs> i talkie <laughs> yeah. and, and i'm like okay Hey, if you want to learn Klingon, whatever. But there are literally six thousand natural languages in the world. Like, <laughs> it, 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 and you get Esperanto. At least Esperanto was created with a mission. You know? Yeah, it did. That's right. And I like Star Trek as well as anybody. But <laughs> you're not going. You're not going full Trekkie. Never go full Trekkie. No, because you can't come back from that. <laughs> forever scarred there's there's no coming back but you remember there was the the talk by the guy who created the klingon language that we that we went to um yeah that's right we we had the most passing memes 
yeah but then um our beloved uh game of thrones language dothraki dothraki like that was so much fun learning some dothraki hajas 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 and then i remember basically math it meant something but i don't remember yeah yeah (laughs) i don't know but there's like these trained linguists that uh like make these languages that the Klingon guy is a professional linguist. Yeah, I think the the guy who created Dothraki is too. And, and yeah, 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 he is, know, he this, These are interesting guys, and I'm glad you make a a living off of that. That sounds like way more interesting than my job. <laughs> but if if you're just a regular old, you know, polyglot dork who wants to learn languages, like what? Like I said, I only have so much life left. I, I don't have time to add Klingon to my repertoire. <laughs> Come on, five minutes a day, Duolingo. Get the get the streak going. No, do, do, do the five do the five words a day challenge. Yeah, join Ian. me. Join me. I'll do in Klingon. In words of, I'll do five words of uh, Klingon. Absolutely not. <laughs> one word. One word. Once you open that gate, you cannot go back. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, abyss. the abyss yes i i know kapla like that's the one everybody knows and that's it and that's all i'm going to know <laughs> okay okay yes it, when you open that door <laughs> some people open that door you can't come back from that door though is what i'm telling you it's, it's fair, not it's possible fair. i will do another challenge with you because i've uh-huh. been thinking about this my my sort of continent thing yeah. And I've, I've been wanting to pick up um, one of the the languages that's native to the Americas. Okay. What do you got in mind? Um, I mean, I know a little bit of Navajo just sort of growing up. I was going to say, Duolingo's got Navajo. It does. But if you go to Duolingo through Spanish, it's right. English. Guarani. Guarani. Catalan and what? So... Folks out there, if you want two languages, you can learn, but you have to speak Spanish first. Catalan, like Senor Sueco here, or Guarani, or what's the Draparo or something? Is that's how you say it in the Guarani language? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, okay. So you're thinking like all the Americas, all the Americas. I mean, when I said every kind, man, like. I know I keep harping on this, but I'm only going to be alive for something. <laughs> okay, you're going to live a while, Josh. Come on. Come on. You know, I already have like these these eight languages to put in my head. and That's fair. That's fair. Okay, Guarani. Let's, uh, we'll come up with a plan for Guarani, which... I know a lot of people were wanting everyone to learn Nahuatl. Yeah, before this polyglot conference. That's right. Which, you know, COVID ruined. Yeah, but we might be back. Twenty twenty one. I hope so. Now I feel as a Spanish teacher, knowing Nahuatl would give me more insight into Spanish, especially like Mexican Spanish. Yes. Um. It, watch um El Diablero in uh, on Netflix. Oh, okay. It's a Mexican show. I mean, it's it's about like you know this guy who kills demons or whatever. Yeah. If you're into that sort of thing, I am. But it, they actually have a fair bit of Nahuatl spoken. Oh, really? That oh, show. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Because that was the big push before 
COVID ruined everything. Everyone's going to learn not what. It was, it was. And I think that Warani is more sort of functional as a language. I think almost everyone who speaks Nahuatl also speaks Spanish. And, I think you know, when, I, when I'm choosing, yeah, in, in Paraguay, almost everyone speaks Guarani. And um, it's just more widely spoken than Nahuatl is. Yeah. But, you know, it depends on your motivation. Like, you no, know, some, people sure, sure. learn, some people want to learn, like, Irish, which not a lot of people speak. And, hey. Yeah. All right, guys, look, we're pushing an hour and a half here, and I got to drive home to Strathmore tonight. Yeah, one last thing for Josh. Josh, in Korea, any advice for our man, Cody? Because we're thinking we might have talked to Cody once more before he heads off. You loved Korea. I know you did. Oh, I I, I adore Korea. Um, I actually like Korea better than I did Japan. because it's yeah. not, it's just a little, it's not as formal as Japan. It, it was like a, it, it to me was like between the formality of Japan and the chaos of China was this Korea. Um, eat at the markets, the markets are, are great. Their transportation system is wonderful. They put sugar on everything though. <laughs> That shouldn't be anything pinch. new to you. Sweet pinch, my sweet pinch. Try Korean Doritos. They are like <laughs> super sweet. Super pinch. Um, and in the, in the subways in Busan, they sell little tiny cups of iced coffee for 30 cents. Hey, yo. Which is like, what, 100 bucks in Canadian dollars? <laughs> yeah. The way our currency is. Yeah. That's why you should come here. I know you're a poor country. Thank you. Almost. Hombre del tercer mundo. You sound like our friend now. <laughs> Arturo. Arturito. Our, our other. He's the next. He's the next tío that we're bringing on the pod. The next tío. All right, Joshua. Thank you. I know it's late there in Virginia. Um, thank you it for coming is. on. Uh, Any, anything for you. Well, almost, almost, almost not anything. I, well, I mean, you, I know you won't Klingon. come. To Sus- I know you won't come to Saskatchewan. I know you won't learn Klingon. Yeah. If I can get Esperanto, then, then okay, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I got nothing against you. <laughs> All right, folks. All right, Nos vemos you, la Josh. próxima Josh, vez. <laughs> good night. Thank All you right, for having good night. me. Thank you. Sir. That was a pleasure. All right. Thank you all. Ciao, ciao. Come